Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Well, 
um, we obviously went for food last night. Yep, when we go back. It's, it was a nice place. When we go back. It was a nice place. When we go back. We went for a soup, like, we went for food last night, guys, at somewhere called like, the Red Onion in Glasgow. And it was a beautiful restaurant, but... Yeah, I just want to jump in. Yep. Why are you getting free publicity? Just because I'm not getting publicity, I'm just saying. P, motherfuckers. P. Shut up. Um, it was very, very beautiful. Um, kind of like, what did you say the cuisine was? Like Scottish themed? Scottish themed. Scottish themed. So like haggis and shit, which really isn't my forte. But I just agreed to go to the restaurant because I was too busy on FaceTime at the reading menu. Yeah, when I proposed it. Yeah. Yep. So we went to the restaurant and it had like four appetizers, like six mains and like what like five desserts or something yeah including a cheese plate that was the entire menu that was the entire menu the, the, the issue was like see the place it was quite nice guy was quite friendly food <laughs> was pretty good that we got the, the issue was like of the four starters didn't want any of them and they were really big on being vegan and vegetarian so it meant like the starters of the Main. four starters oh, two yeah. of them were like vegetarian slash vegan one of them was like haggis balls Ain't nobody wanting that shit. Haggis bonbons it was. Uh, one was like chicken to on a cracker. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Main was pretty good though. The risotto was fucking fantastic. It's just sludgy rice. The risotto was just sludgy rice. see if you keep shitting on risotto, we're going to fall out. It is, that's what it is. Hoods, like, see people don't like risotto, there's nothing to go risotto. No, it's just sludgy rice. Like, see if you serve sludgy rice with a curry, it's sludgy rice. But see if you serve it with like, some fucking veg for it, it suddenly becomes a risotto. See if Who you made serve, that rule up? See if you serve raw fish, you're a moron. See if you serve raw fish wrapped in rice, it's sushi. Sushi? Sushi. Sushi? Sushi. 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 So anyway guys, after we actually got our food last night, um, we went to McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> because we were still hungry. Because we all had a main. And the we risotto was like small. Was great. It was great. Wasn't oh it no, like, it was good food. Like, wasn't it, like it was good food. It just wasn't. She got like a steak that cost about five pound, and it was so tiny. Yeah, yeah it's cuts of filet. And it was cool. That's great. It's just like they said it was served with a salad, and it was just rocket with red onion. <laughs> <laughs> salad. <laughs> salad. <laughs> Maybe that's just rocket with red onion. It's not really it's salad. Just, <laughs> it's fine. That was all like three or four bits of red onion. I thought yeah. somewhere called the red onion. I was expecting more. <laughs> they weren't going to be stingy with the red onion. So they take you away with wee eyes. I don't suppose it's got the red onion. No, it's not that. No, no, was it like... pictures. Oh, yeah. There's only oh, red pictures of red onions on yeah, that. Yeah, we were standing outside in front of it for like the last five minutes. Oh. Yeah, so we went to McDonald's and got like cheeseburgers and went to Tim Hortons and got like a frappuccino, which was incredible. And then we saw the best thing ever. People want to understand this concept that, you know, junkies. Or drug abusers yeah. or alcoholics. Some may call them as well. The, the generic Scottish term is junkies. Yep. There you go. That's your, that's your new word that you've learned. You can add that to your vocabulary. Which junkies. is a drug abuser, just in case you're wondering what it is. Junkies. Junkies. Scum. Scum. So, we're walking at Tim Hortons, took a right, and then three junkies can all describe as met together and <laughs> to became one for a second. And then it's fell. Almost stuffed with one yeah, and then yeah. bread. And then right like, there. they just like, <laughs> like gremlins. Yes. Like, and they just they like were sort of slapped together. Time. And like one junkie became free, and then they all fell over. Pretty fucking funny. But they smashed a bottle, a, a glass bottle of vodka, 
all oh, around and they kind of fell in it. No, no, no. And they fell, it, no, you missed it. They fell on top of it. Like, she landed on the bottle and that's why it popped. Like, she landed on that. Holy like, shit. Yeah, that's why I was, like, proper, like, shocked. So I thought, that must be fucking sore. Yeah. And then Sterile, you, but you started sore. yelling at one another because, you know, the fact that they would slice themselves to pieces with glass oh. wasn't the concern. The main concern was no more vodka. Yeah. My exactly. type of junkie. <laughs> you do love yeah and then shits and giggles so one of my very good friends uh, loans me and John her exercise bike for some time um, and just so you know it's very sore on your ass just an FYI but anyway so she came to collect this bike yesterday right and then just casually sent me a snapchat afterwards of what she keeps in her trunk so John was going to help her to her car with the exercise bike and she said no no I'll just take it and then when John left he's like well, she was like, well, it's because I've got, like, a shovel and, like, some shears in the bottom of my trunk that's been there for a while. She's like, essentially, it's my murder kit. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm telling everyone about that on the podcast. Yeah. You know who you are. You have you a murder kit. I'd have loved to have seen that. Uh, that's what I thought as well. We were probably a bit more concerned when I picked up the shovel and went, is that a blood that's bottom? Oh, it's been shovel? used recently. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that happening? Oh, oh, for the gardening, is sure. That, is that a bag of fingers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know who you are. No, carrot sticks, it's carrot sticks. Hey, look at all the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, guys, um, so for this week's episode, I want you to picture the scene. So, it's the 5th of May, 1993. Right, I'm there, I'm there. Which is obviously a while ago, right, but I'm picture the scene. Okay. I'm there, I'm there. It's the end of the school day. You're only like primary two or I think you call it second grade, right? Got my backpack on. You've got your backpack on, on, exactly, right? You're on your way home. And like, you know you want to be going out with your best friends, right? Because, mm. right, okay, not for you because you're a little bit antisocial, but for mm. any like considered normal child, you want to go out with your best friends. You want to like, just be out playing until it's time to go for dinner, which is normally like when the lights come on, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly, so you picture that scene, okay? Except me and your best friends go out. You never make it home. You never come home. Hmm. You see the problem here? I'm starting to see the problem here. Yep. So Home's like the best place to be. <laughs> so this is a story of the forgotten West Memphis 3. So, like we said, on the 5th of May 1993, three eight-year-old boys, Stephen Branch, Michael Moore and Christopher Byers, were reported missing in West Memphis. Arkansas, don't know why I took a break there, but still. The first report to the police was made by Byers' adoptive father, John Mark Byers, around 7pm. The boys were allegedly, allegedly last seen together by three neighbours who said they'd seen them playing together around about 6.30. On the evening, they disappeared. And they also seen Terry Hobbs, so Steve Branch's stepfather, calling him to come home. Initially, police searches made that night were limited and friends and neighbours also conducted a search that night as well. So, like, why did they stop then, right? I don't know, because apparently they don't have torches. <laughs> a torch. It is the bayou. It's not even the bayou. It's not. It's no, like, I think it was. No, it? no, I've, I've seen it. It's not It's not the bayou. It's like, it's not like forest day. There, there was a forest nearby, but it's not ridiculously. No, that was a bayou in the documentary we watched. Yeah, it, it was a bayou, like, but again, it wasn't a massive bayou. It was like. I don't know. Uh, do we have bayous in no. Scotland? No. No. How come? Not tropical enough. Oh. It's like a tropical swamp, I believe. Really? Yeah, it's like a really. Very fancy. Shit river. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that what a trochoder is then? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Trochoders, snapples, snapping turtles. Turtles, turtles. The snapping turtles are still exotic in the tropical bio. Dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, I seen this thing about like crocodiles or alligators, whatever fucking one it is. I don't know the both the same thing. But anyway, I seen this thing and it's like like way way back, way back in the day, like back in the day, back in the day, like they used to have long legs and they used to be able to run on land. How fucking mental is that? It's just a like they're terrifying as it is. It's just a Komodo dragon then. No, they're fucking so much bigger, wild, fucking wild. So they were. A giant lizard to you, yeah. The fucking wild so they were. <laughs> well, they're quite fast nowadays still, you know that, right? A wee bit, wee bit nippy. No, but I mean, like, they've, like, long legs. Like, really mm. long legs. So. Uh, I'm going to use the, the, the quintessential word to get us back on topic. topic. So. Okay. <laughs> so. Stephen Branch was the son of Stephen and Pamela Branch. Who divorced when he was an infant. Uh, his mother was awarded custody and later married Terry Hobbs. The branch was eight years old. He was last seen wearing blue jeans and a white t shirt and riding a black and red bicycle. He was an honour student, I believe, as well. He was in like primary school. Maybe he had a, like honour students in like primary I believe school. Americans have them for every year. Do they? Yeah, I don't think they have them in kindergarten, but I think if you get to actual school, you get What's kindergarten? Is that nursery? Yeah, thing? pretty much. Holy I, shit, I think the age bracket's kind of different though. I think like the kindergarten got up to like six or seven. No. Yeah. Like, when I, did you start primary school? I don't know. A you while ago. Know. You hmm? don't know. Ten, twenty, thirty. How fucking know? Ten years ago, twenty years ago. It definitely wasn't 20, ten years ago. 20, you're thirty-two. Exactly. So twenty and twenty. Oh my god, I was five. Okay. Twenty-five. No, it's just like just twenty-seven years ago. So how old were you? Five. Oh god, that was fucking difficult. Anyway, Christopher Byers was born to Melissa. Oh, you gave me this name on purpose. To Melissa Delfer and <laughs> Ricky Murray. His parents divorced when he was four years old, and shortly afterwards, his mother married John Mark Byers, who adopted the boy. Byers was eight years old, and according to his mother, Christopher was a typical eight-year-old and still believed in Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, which I mean he was eight, so yeah, that makes sense. Also, every time I read the name Christopher Byers, I can only think about Will Byers from Stranger Things. No, when the fuck got the name from? Well, no, because Stranger Things came out like five years ago, and this was nineteen ninety three. So. Oh, do you mean like the TV show? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant them naming him after the TV show. And I was like, absolutely not. You're a tits Nineteen hundred band script. Oh, I hope this gets picked up. You got to name you after that. <laughs> <laughs> when did you stop believing in Easter Bunny and Santa when your dad left? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've got to say, I thought it was still real magical, but hey, fuck it, like <laughs> cut me down in my prime. Yeah, it's when Papa left. <laughs> Realised there was no magic in the world anymore. Papa, Papa, no. <laughs> You're a monster, that's thing. People think because you're small, you're cute. You're not. Nah. You're a tit. I know. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> Have fun now. Yeah, absolutely. I remember like when I was really... Well, I don't know why, right? But when I was really... I was going to say really small, and I'm still really small. When I was really young, like 
my mum for some reason just didn't believe in wrapping Christmas presents. So when I was like kind of like four or five, I really wanted like a Tamagotchi, right? And for some reason I wanted a Barbie Tamagotchi, which did not exist. So, but anyway, so Christmas morning I wake up and I go in and she just like has all the presents spread all out over the living room floor. There's no wrapping paper. There's nothing to unwrap. You just see everything immediately. And Christmas is over. <laughs> At that moment, Christmas is finished. <laughs> you've nothing How very efficient. <laughs> and she said that she never wrapped them because she was like, well, it's just a mess that I have to clean up. And I don't want to have to clean up on Christmas. And you're just like, all right, Sadie, thank you. Efficiency at its peak there. Yeah. <laughs> He's walking and go, well... Well, that that's is, what I've got. Um, none of it was on the list, so well, I'm not fucking well, you. Great. I'll, I'll just take this out of the room. Uh, need wrapping for you, so uh, see you the other time. Bye. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> until she met my stepdad that they started like wrapping papers, but then like it got a bit like fucking stringent. It would be like, oh right, yeah, one at a time. Like I don't fucking want you to on Christmas Day. Oh mate, like again, see, you are a a, a lucky person to have that kind of efficiency, right? So I would like to say that I was that child that was up at like fucking five in the morning for Christmas. I was not. My brother, he was like, but see John, see once he got to sleep, it was like a good nine o'clock. It's more like, he's like, come on, your presents. No, like they're still going to be there. Like it's Christmas Santa's not going to come back for them. I just want to lie in, right? (laughs) Back the fuck up. Santa's not coming back for them and Uh, treat them back. Okay. They they don't have a time limit, okay? You are a nightmare for sitting on Christmas Day though. Do you remember, was it last year or the year before? Like, so me and John have been together for some time now. I got up in the morning early at like six oh. in the morning, right? And went to my mum's house because like my little brother, my nephew lives there. Went to my mum's house to watch them unwrap their presents. It's so excited. They were all up. Came back home at like nine, ten in the morning. And John at this point was just like kind of turning around. And he's like, oh, is that your way? Like, bye, baby. Love you. And I'm like, John, it's ten in the fucking morning. I've been away for four hours. Like, what the fuck? You're a nightmare. It's the same this year as well. That was a it? good Christmas. <laughs> I enjoyed that <sighs> very much. Like, my brother waking up. See, see the thing I've also, also had Wayne see like up above us, like children living upstairs. I fucking hate you, John. Noisy motherfuckers on Christmas. Ah! It's like, well, it's the best time of my family, apparently, would Christmas. be Christmas. Because the screaming would just be like, blend into, oh, they're just excited. Oh my god. Christmas isn't that exciting anymore, because now it's just like, oh, look, you've got the, the new iPhone. Which is the same as the old iPhone. I feel but like a, a different size. Grinch fucker. Because I'm sitting here going like, Christmas was never that special, right, Jade? It was just Christmas. Same shit, different year. Because your dad left. Because Papa left. <laughs> <laughs> Papa no. <laughs> Papa come back. That's what I wanted for Christmas. Papa come back. <laughs> oh God, you've got serious dad issues. <laughs> I really don't, but hey. <laughs> anyway. Papa no. <laughs> You should change your ringtone on your phone to that. Papa, Papa, no. <laughs> it's if your phone went off during the night, you'd have like proper crazy dreams. No, 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 no I, I know the one. So you just sit there, like, <laughs> just my lawn lawn, just go, Papa, Papa, no. Papa, <laughs> Papa, no. Please come back, Papa. <laughs> like, telling you he's dreaming again. Yeah. Anyway, um, Michael Moore was the son of Todd and Dana Moore, and he was last seen wearing blue pants which I believe are like trousers, right? Yeah. And a blue Boy Scout American shirt um, with an orange and blue Boy Scout hat and riding a green bicycle. Interesting colour scheme there. Um, yeah, there you go. Sorry, I was just going to jump right in there. I was just continuing there. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Moo enjoyed wearing his scout uniform, even when he was not in the, at meetings. And she, 
Seems strange to me. Seems uh, like AA yeah. the way you've said that when he yeah. was not at the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. What they call it's just, it? Yeah, the meetings. Like, the meetings are like get-togethers. I'm pretty sure it's still for those. Okay. Uh, he was considered the leader of the three. But when you're a scout, just naturally happens. Can't help it. They were about that woodsman shit. You know, hunting bears. <laughs> Do we have scouts over here? Yes. Really? Yeah, they were invented by a Scottish man. Really? Have you just thrown out facts that you don't know? Oh no, I'm pretty sure the scouts. Uh, I think my nephew goes to a boys' brigade. Is that the same thing? Pretty much. But that's really done by the church. Really? Mm. I think it does take place in the church, actually. So that would make sense. I hope he's alright. British Army officer, where was he born? Ah, London. So close. So close. (laughs) Yeah, it was only. <laughs> I know. A more thorough police search for the children began around 8am on May the 6th, so the next morning, led by the con- I was gonna say country, re- led by the county search and rescue personnel. Searchers caramelised. Canvassed. Ca- canvassed. <laughs> then they caramelise onions. <laughs> Alright, they canvassed. <laughs> I'm so sorry, it's late and I'm tired. Searchers canvassed oh, all man. of West Memphis, but focused primarily on Robin Hood Hills. And that's where the boys were reported last seen. Despite the shoulder-to-shoulder search of Robin Hood Hills by a human chain, searchers had no sign of the missing boys. Oh my god, I can't take it. I can't speak. That's going to be a long podcast tonight, people. From the shoulders to the shoulders. Around 1.45, juvenile parole officer Stephen Jones spotted a boy's black shoe floating in the muddy creek. That led to a major drainage of the canal in Robin Hood Hills. Uh, a subsequent squirts would squirt. Sub- uh, a subsequent search for the ditch revealed the bodies of three boys. Sorry, I'm still thinking uh, about so the word squirting. Jade's gonna take over for this bit because this is things get a bit graphic and John doesn't lend well to it because you know he's got a nice monotone, no motion voice. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a little bit graphic, guys. So like, if it's not for you, like maybe just don't listen for the next. Well, I don't know how long me and John could ramble on, so it could be a while, but you know, it's the next three minutes. If you want to skip five minutes, I don't take it personally. I do. Joke's on. Oh my god. Anyway, so they had been stripped naked and were hog-tied with their own shoelaces. Their right ankles had been tied to their right wrist behind their backs, and the same with their left arms and legs. So this would have made it difficult to run, but not impossible. Their clothing was found in the creek, some of it twisted around sticks that had been thrust into the muddy ditch bed. So that's clearly someone trying to hide that evidence as, as best as they can with the tools around them. The clothing was mostly turned inside out and two pairs of the boys' underwears were never recovered. Christopher Byers had lacerations to various parts of his body and mutilation to his scrotum and penis. The autopsies by the forensic pathologist Frank J. Peretti indicated that Byers died from multiple in- multiple injuries, while Moore and Branch died of multiple injuries and drowning. Police initially suspected the boys had been raped, however later expert testimony disputed this finding. Trace amounts of sperm DNA were found in the pair of pants recovered from the scene. Prosecution experts claimed Byers' wounds were as a result of a knife attack and that he'd purposely been castrated by the murderer. Defence expert claimed that the injuries were most likely the result of post-mortem anaerobic Perpetration? Perpetration? 
Animals eat you, just the animals eat you. Police believe the boys were assaulted and killed at the location where they were found, and critics argued that the result at least was unlikely to have occurred at the creek, so yeah, whatever. Um, so we watched a documentary on this on Now TV, I think it was, and it was called The Forgotten West Memphis Three, um, mostly because when people say the West Memphis Three, it refers to, spoiler, people that were kind of like um, incarcerated for the crime. So they took the, obviously there's a lot of photos and stuff that are taken um, for forensic mm. things like that and crime scene photos. They took them to, um, what's it called, is it a pathologist? Zoologist expert, I think, or zoologist. Oh no, I, I meant like they took it to like someone to look Forensics at it. But yeah, they took it to someone who was like an expert in like snapper turtles, which was be found in this kind of area. Um, and what they said is they were likely to cause kind of a lot of post-mortem damage. It looks like skin had kind of been torn from the body, like bitten and tore. So they said that the snapper turtles and other things that would have been in that kind of swamp area would have done that. So like I didn't think turtles were so fucking vicious by the way. Yeah, snapper turtles are pretty vicious. Like they eat you motherfucking whole. We used to have a turtle called Yelena mm-hmm. and well he was just so chill. You know, and granted a, it was not a snapper turtle. Did he have a taste for penis? Um no. Snapper turtles do. Uh, had a taste for crab sticks though. Hmm. Yeah, I know. That's so, good. Snappers are found um, in the live creek, so they always start with like soft tissue, which is it's like penis and eyes stuff. Yep. Which, uh, yeah. Baez was the only victim with blood in his system. He was sprayed with lithium uh, in <laughs> January 1983. <laughs> you skipped that word there. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to say the actual word for Ritalin, but you know, it is huge. You can Google it. Mephalorophilic. Uh, nope, not even going to try. Yep. Not even going to try. Uh, as part of a treatment for attention deficit hyperactive disorder, also known as ADHD. ADHD, is that? Which is pretty safe. <laughs> you could have said that. That was normal. Okay. <laughs> the initial autopsy report described the drugs as cambromiazepine, and the dosage was found <coughs> to be a sub-therapeutic level. His father, John Mark Byers, said that CRISPR may not have taken his prescription on May 5th, 1993. Just for that, you know, that Kanaza Pazamarazapine. Karamayazapine. Karamahazapine. Yeah, well done. Sounds like you're trying to pronounce it faster when you yeah. say it. It's <laughs> maybe close to Kabanana, <laughs> but not we quite. We some that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that seemed like a bit of a tangent there. And it was some of it, I'm not going But that shows that, like, the fact that they weren't drugged, that they really, really took somebody very commanding and like strong to keep control of the three boys, or it took a team of people to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was what their initial, that's why they saw, or tried to see about drugs in their system, see if they'd been drugged or something like that. Apparently they wanted to thought they might have been chloroforms. They yeah, were plus they're only, they're eight-year-old boys as well, like, they've got a lot of trust in adults, or anyone that's older than them, you know, mm-hmm. like very much respect your elders and all that fucking shit. Yep. Yeah. So now we are now so now so now we are now so so we now we So now we know. So now we know. So now we know what the crime was and how heinous it was. Let's move on to what was who was charged and found guilty of this crime. And this is when the story goes from horrible to a little terrifying, but in my opinion, 
always have that ancient music running out of like watch ears. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not gonna do I spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Just like what happens, what happens, you know, like has something like that, and generally find terrifying. I don't know. Like, I think oh, we'll get into it in just a wee second. Sure. Time will do. So when the bodies were found by the officers of the West Manchester Department, immediately said the name of a person they believed was responsible. The police officers felt that this crime had occult overtones and that Damien Eccles might be a suspect because 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 he had an interest in is that occultism? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. That's fucking weird. Yeah. And Jones felt Eccles was capable of murdering children, which is kind of a weird thing, right? To, yeah, like to have a. I feel like he could kill Wayne. I mean, like no, I mean don't get me wrong, right? Like, I think people that listen to true crime podcasts all the time. And either do them or you them and all that kind of thing. Like I think you walk past someone, you go, he could definitely do that, one hundred percent. I think that. it's like yeah, see from that. like a sheriff police department kind of bias point of view thing. Yeah, like you yeah. shouldn't be going. Eh, it's probably been him then. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the kind of things. Bit, bit strange though. Like starting going, starting where the starting point of the investigation is. We have a suspect, and now we'll find evidence. Convict that fucker. Yeah, but that's I mean, not like, how it's supposed to work. I was watching Criminal Minds earlier on, right? And I was just like looking at the guy, and I know Criminal Minds is obviously not you, right? I know that. But I was just watching, and I was like, fuck yeah, I could definitely would suspect him just based on how he looks. I'm like, he looks like he would have done it. <laughs> and spoiler, he didn't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, the police interviewed Echoes on May 7th, two days after the bodies were discovered. Uh, during a polygraph examination, I don't know why people do polygraphs. Because back in the day they were like Bible, right? They were yeah, like so the Holy Grail. Yeah. He denied any involvement. The polygraph examiner claimed that Echo's chart indicated deception. You know what it says claimed? Because mm. they don't have the charts and only somebody who's like trained in it can actually read it. So it means it needs somebody to explain it to somebody. But then again, if they're not telling the truth, that's the problem. Yeah, I feel you. I feel yeah. You. Uh, on May 9th, during a formal interview by Detective Brian Ridge. Echoes. Echo. I don't know why <laughs> I was know, I'm so Yeah, sorry. you spill it up. By Detective Brian Ridge, Echoes mentioned that one of the victims had wounds to his genitals and law enforcement viewed the knowledge as incriminating. Yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, you'd find that very incriminating, uh, but the fact is that like that knowledge wasn't just between like the killer. Like It's not like one of the things like they didn't let out, it was something that was known. Yeah, like, it was made public, that information was made public, I and mean, that's the thing, like, from back, like, I keep saying back in the day, like, it's for, like, fucking forever ago, and it's not, but, like, there'd be a lot of information, obviously, released in the news and, and articles and stuff like that, and then people, for some reason, people come forward and say they've, they've done it, yeah. uh, which is the, such a weird thing, but the information was out there, so majority of people probably would have known if like, they like, mentioned. Like, again, like, as well, made public, it's not like you'd normally do, like, what police normally do, they'd say... They'd have a press conference. It's usually like a police officer would talk to like the press off the record, mm. and then that's out in the public. Or they'd talk to a friend who then talk to somebody. Like they wouldn't really keep certain evidence hidden to be able to identify the murderer by having a like oh there should be something we don't tell them. So well, they, they do do tell that, us that yeah. Well, I think it's more of a a fairly recent thing. I don't mean recent as in like the last few years, but like. Where they won't release all the details yeah, of the so. crime, but like that situation is more of a I'm gonna tell you something because you're my best friend and I know you're not gonna tell anyone yeah. and then that person also goes 
I'm going to tell you something because <laughs> you're, you're my, my best, best friend, friend and you're not going to tell anyone. Friend. And then by the time you know it, like ev- everyone knows. Yeah. And they're like, it's not hidden anymore. So anyway. On June the 3rd, the police interrogated Jesse. Is that Miss Kelly? Is that how that's pronounced? Miss Kelly, yeah. So it definitely looks like Miss Kelly. Miss Kelly, anyway. Miss Kelly Jr., sorry. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Miss Kelly Jr., wow. Despite his report IQ of 72, reported, reported IQ 72, shut up, um, and his status as a minor, Miss Kelly was questioned alone and his parents were not present during the interrogation. I can't say they can't do that. It's a generally illegal. <laughs> generally illegal it's, or genuinely it's, it's, illegal? It's genu- genuinely illegal. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. He's supposed to have some kind of representation, especially when like, you have an IQ of 72, which made him technically, I believe, like, it's not conditioned that he was registered or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I mean, like, the IQ system's, like, fucking stupid anyway. Like, it doesn't measure at all intelligence. Like, it's a very particular shit. He was not a smart person. Yeah, well, he's not a smart person at the shit that it's looking for. Like, it doesn't mean he's that smart in other areas. No, you said that. I'm just saying it doesn't measure for everyone and the right things. You know what? I accept that. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Kelly's father gave permission. <laughs> I keep thinking you said Miss Kelly. Uh, like, Miss like, Kelly. Miss Kelly. Miss Kelly. 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 <laughs> Kelly's father gave permission for Miss Kelly <laughs> to go to the police, but did not express explicitly give them permission, give permission for his son to be questioned or interrogated. Miss Kelly was questioned for roughly twelve hours. Only two segments, totaling forty-six minutes, were recorded. Twelve fucking hours. Nothing. So you, the the interview was done for twelve hours, but they were recording for forty six minutes, and it was only stuff they wanted to record. So clearly, they could have said anything. Yeah, like coercion. Just, yeah, like coercion, threatening, violence, and literally anything. It's not so, even that. Like these guys were only young at the time, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, like seventeen. Yeah, so seventeen like, walked in a room for twelve hours with the police saying, "You've so, done it. Yeah. You've done it. You've so done very it. easy to say, you know what, like." If you just admit you've done this, like, I'll help you. You can go home tonight, but this is the information that you need from me. Like, yep. that's so shit. And, of course, what happened is he confessed. Of course. Like, he confessed to the crime. Because why wouldn't you? Uh, Miss Kelly quickly recanted his confession, though. Uh, cite intimidation, coercion, no, coercion. Co- coercion, fatigue, and bail threats from the police. Cracking police work there, lads. Mm-hmm. Great job. Yep. Uh, he said he was scared of the police during his confession. Yep. That, that that in itself should have made that completely pointless then. Like, somebody should have went, oh, you can't use that as evidence because clearly he, he said all this after it. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's, you shouldn't be able to use that ever. Yeah, no. But, I mean, like, this was 1993. Who knows what the fuck was happening back then? <laughs> <laughs> like, 1993 was a fucking rough time, okay? We were just coming out of the 80s. We were just out of the 80s, okay? Who knows what the 90s what brought to the table? It seemed like 30 years ago. We go for 20, 20, fucking... 20, 20, who the fuck the knows? The Wild West back in there. We didn't have the psychic people that knew what crime was going to committed before they happened. See, to be fair, 2020 has been a fucking hell of a year. Yeah. Like, so, see, it's some, do you know what? See, as soon as it hits, like, the 1st of January, we're going to be like, fucking 2020, what a shithole of a year that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's if we ever make it to that, you know, in our luck, mm. it'd be like, fucking, it'll hit, like, 11 minutes and... 11 hours. Oh, wait, what am I trying to say? 12 hours and minutes, 60 minutes. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with it. I seen a meme about it and I can't explain it. I'll show you <laughs> later. I'll, I'll show you guys. I'll post it. You, you get me. Anyway. You won't. Yeah, I probably won't. I'll probably forget. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after Miss Kelly's first confession, police arrested Echoes and his close friend Baldwin. 
I'm not gonna fuss on them now. Anyway, eight months after the original confession on February the seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, Miss Kelly made another statement to the police. His lawyer Dan Stidham, Stidham, Stidham. Oh, whatever Stidham, yeah. remained in the room and continuously advised Miss Kelly not to say anything. Miss Kelly ignored this advice and went on to detail how the boys were abused and murdered. Again, like this does sound like compelling evidence because maybe they're only like, saying more. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what happened in the twelve hours. They could have told them exactly what happened, like exactly. showed them pictures. Like, cause the pictures seem. I don't know if you show you the pictures. Like, you can go look at the pictures yourself. Like, they're quite horrendous to look at. Yeah, but I think but like that's part of well, that's part of an inter- interrogation technique, though, isn't it? Like, not with seventeen-year-old boys. Well, I, th- I don't think it really should be for seventeen-year-old boys, but they would do that. Like, look how horrific this crime is. Like, why would you not like give like closure to families and justice and all that kind of shit? And it's like a lot. Of, it's like emotional abuse that you're putting on them. Like, there's yeah. a lot of feelings that to burden, you know. So. He's conv- again, he's went in, he's admitted this again. So we're currently at the stage where all three have been arrested uh, and Miss Kelly's confessing. But uh, I'm sure as some of you listeners are starting to see, there are major problems with not only the direction of the investigation, but the way it's been actually handled. Yeah, and currently the police seem to have sta- stated, started, started with the suspects and then started to look for the evidence to make a case rather than, you know, looking at evidence and then finding suspects for the case. And this is why we're just about to see what happens is I can only describe as a real miscarriage of justice that I've looked at. Obviously, we've, we've heard a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and there's loads of them out there which are really shit. But it is quite substantial. Yeah. The only word I can think of it. Yeah. Vicky Hutchinson, who, like, she's a new resident to West Communities, would play an important role in the investigation on or about June the 1st, 1993. Hutchinson agreed to play suggest play police suggestions to place hidden microphones in her home during a count all with Eccleson and Miss Kelly. It's just it's just Eccles, it's not Eccleson. Eccles. Yeah. Eccles and Miss Kelly. Yeah, there you go. It agreed to induce Hutchins to Eccles. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. To Eccles. To Eccles. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. During their conversation, Hutchinson reported that Echoes made no incriminating statements and police said the recording was inaudible, but Hutchinson claimed that the recording was audible. Okay. And on the 2nd of June 1993, Hutchinson told police about two weeks after the murders were committed, she and Echoes, or she and Echoes, and Miss Kelly attended a Wiccan meeting. Like, like he's like oh right okay like she's witchy, apparently. like the Channel Adventures of Sabrina. No, uh, I'm pretty sure she's a bad witch. She's not. It's just the path of night she goes down. The bad witch. She's not a bad witch. Yeah, just pretty based on her power. Sure she's like the harbinger of hell. Well, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't make her a bad person, okay? Cool. Definitely sounds like a bad egg, but alrighty then, we'll, we'll brush that under the rug. Thank you. Hutchinson claimed that at the Wiccan meeting, a drunken Eccles, <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Eccles. Uh, holy bride about killing, openly bragged about killing the three boys. Hutchinson was unable to recall the Wiccan meeting location, did not name any other positions in the probability meeting, and, like, that's all she has. Wow. Yeah. She would later recant the testimony, shocker, claiming that her statements were fabricated due to the coercion from the police. And as the police goes, there's some utter vicious corruption, like, in that department. Like, well, yeah, like, it got to the point, it was like, at first it was like, they're just using shady tactics. Now they're actually fabricating evidence mm. and, like, actively doing it because she was going to be charged with, like, theft. Right. So they brought her in and they gave her a polygraph test but her kid was there so the polygraph wasn't accurate because apparently kids are just being dick obviously like jotting about being away and greeting all that stuff you know kid stuff yeah so they couldn't do it and then like the day after uh, miss kelly confessed yeah then after that she then came forward with her statement and the theft charges were also suspiciously dropped dun 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 dun, dun, dun. yeah like i just don't understand the thing is, is like at the time this was such a big case, like it was such a well known case at the I, time. I believe that's why. And they're clearly just trying to like nail someone for it. Mm. And it's just like fucking shit. Because like West Memphis is quite a quiet place. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's get somebody for this and like make people feel safe. safe. Somebody somebody needs to be punished. Yeah. Which is fucking shit. Yeah, funny. So, believing that they now had more than enough evidence, the police and the local prosecutors decided to go to trial. They had no motive, no forensic evidence, no eyewitness statements, except Miss Kelly's statement. And we already know that he recanted the first one and really wasn't given more for anyway. 
and the second time it was full of inconsistencies and evidence that was fed by the police. So, wow, that's really all and you that, need to Yeah, go. that's what you need to go to trial. Nothing, apparently. Nothing. Welcome to West Memphis. In 1993 you can, and or 1994. When you can get tried for just about a crime with no evidence whatsoever. Mm. Like, it's just so fucking... And it's essentially... These three were outcasts. People didn't like them. They thought they were a bit weird. But I can't believe you said outcast after we mentioned Heya. <laughs> Heya. <laughs> oh, that's it, well. Okay. Oh, yeah, bad mm. shit. So is that what you were referring to as your biggest fear? Yeah, like, getting, like, essentially convicted of a crime and they're fucking sent to trial for it with no evidence. And you're just sitting there going, dude, you're making this up. You're supposed to be a police officer. Do your fucking job. Meanwhile, I'd be like, I've got one fine friends, like, I know where he was, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, see, this, this is the issue for me. It's the fact that, like, there's people in positions of power, right? Yet, there's also the potential for the people who are there to be completely fucking incompetent. Like, mm. I work with stupid people sometimes, and you're like, dude, just be good at your fucking job. Like, I'm sick of this. So, whatever there's, like, lots of police out there, who are shit at their job, and there is, there's police officers there who use, like, ridiculous amounts of violence when they don't need to. Yes, there is. Exactly. Or you need to de-escalate a situation, or just do your job. Like, I'm it, not gonna lie, so the whole, like, being placed on trial or going, like, to prison or whatever it may be, that's not what scares me. What really scares me is just corruption. And like, just uh, corruption like, in general. This like, is also what I would classify it as, because, like, it's okay to be, like, See, I say it's okay, it's not okay, but I understand tunnel vision when you go, he's a guy, and you start ignoring other evidence, but they're actively making evidence. I understand that, but it's not how it should be. Like, that's the that's the job of the police officer not to have that tunnel vision because there's so many people, like, oh my god, like, how many times did you maybe hear about someone that, like, oh my god, they've slept with a teacher, and you're like, I know what teacher that is, yeah. like, you've just got, and it's just like, well, a lot of time, hopefully, it's bullshit anyway, but. You just like you're so stuck in your mind, like that's not a police officer's job. Like they're supposed to be the good guy in the situation and look at all the aspects. So when I'd, the police officer starts having like tunnel vision, you got a problem. I just want to jump in at the point, right? I, I said yeah, and I don't know why I said yeah. And the point to ever go, oh, somebody slept with you, slept with a teacher. At the it point, must be that teacher. No, I've, I've never done that, I and mean, that didn't happen at school. It happened maybe, at my school. Maybe if that happened at your school, maybe you should phone the police right now. It did happen in my school. I actually told people about that. I told people in the higher power. What, I reported the, 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 it. Well done. Of course I reported it. Obviously you should have. It's a teacher banging a child. Exactly, which is why I reported it. I think it must have been about 40 minutes time when I found out. I don't know if I don't know if it was actually true, but I reported it anyway, because, well, you can't be too safe. Well fucking done. You Thank like, you. Well done. Thank you. We, 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 pat on the back. It's a pat on the back for paid. Thank you. You done good. I did. Are you buying me something pretty? No. It's a fucking joke. Maybe. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, we're actually going to cut this story short, or not cut it short, we're actually just going to cut it here. The reason for it being is it's just such a big case and we don't want to overload you with so much fucking information. So we're going to leave it here and we will release the next episode maybe later on in the week um, for you guys to catch up. And the reason for it being, like I said, it's a big case and it's, it's the two stories. It's, it's because it is two stories. It's about like the three boys that were murdered, but then it's also the three boys whose lives were also destroyed. Yeah. Like, like So there's been six victims technically. Yeah. Which 
it's two separate cases. Like, really, you could do... This is why it's, like, called the, the forgotten West Memphis 3. And the West because, Memphis 3, uh, yeah, yeah. Because this case takes over, like, the, the three boys... The three, like... I can't even keep saying three boys, but that covers both people. Yeah. Like, the three teenagers, like, the cases usually overshadows the fact that three, three children were murdered. And that, like, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. So, like I said, there's a really good documentary about it, guys, um, on Now TV, The Forgotten West Memphis 3. And it's um, this guy, I think his name's Bob Ruff. Bob Ruff. Bob Ruff. I very much enjoyed him. He, like, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of heart. Right time. Yeah, like, quite, like, quite and, enjoyed him. And, hello, they've got funny. the behavioural analysis unit involved. Yeah. Which was fucking like. The FFO file was like very interesting. I yeah, nearly shit myself when I watched it. I was so excited, like not not for the story, just for that bit alone. Just and I, I would say like what he covered was like fucking fantastic. It was like very good TV. It was, it was. It was, it was a very really good documentary. I think there's a few parts to it, but it's a really good one. So you should probably check it out, guys. But yeah, so we'll cut it here and we'll catch up later on the news, guys. Bye. <laughs> take care, guys. See you later on the week. Bye. Bye-bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.